Bonjour. This is Kayla, your host of The Pursuit of Purpose, and I'm here with my friend Allison. Bonjour, Allison. Bonjour. Don't ask me why I'm speaking in a French accent. I don't know. I do weird things all the time. Uh, it's just part of my purpose. So Allison and I are here today to discuss motivation. This is going to be our first podcast of many. And Allison approached me the other night. She takes my hit class at the hot yoga spot. And she approached me the other night asking me, what? What motivates you? And how important is it? Um, I look up to you in a lot of ways and have found that what used to motivate me specifically for physical activity, which is the pursuit of health in a way, um, no longer really applies. I used to do a lot of my physical activity to make my body look a certain way because I was single and I was trying to like attract a partner. Mm -hmm. And I'm now in a committed relationship where that's not important anymore as much and not a driver. And I'm really at a loss of what should be motivating me to want to work on this. Yeah. Um, so you said it's not a driver. Um, so it's not that it doesn't matter to you. It just doesn't drive you. Doesn't like drive Miss Daisy to the gym. Right. Right? <laughs> doesn't drive Miss Allison to the gym. Um, do you care about your health? I do. I should say um, I work in the healthcare field. Mm -hmm. I'm a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about what the theoretical meaning of health is, though I think that's a very dynamic definition. Yeah. Um, I do care about my health. I have, like you've shared, and I'll out you on your podcast now, some <laughs> family members who haven't always taken good care of themselves. And I've seen what that looks like plus time. And I don't want that. Um, I want to retain my independence. I want to be able to do things. Um, it doesn't hurt to enjoy your body too. I'm trying to like find grace there mm -hmm. and accept myself whether or not I'm hitting the physical goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just find motivation waxes and wanes. Yeah. And especially when the constant of like the wanting to look good to go out and attract externally like other people no longer exists. I'm just, I feel a little lost about it. Yeah. Um, what if, do you think that would be different if you were like in a rela relationship where you weren't secure with your significant other? You know, probably. Like if he was like looking at other people, do you feel like that would be different? I think it's more if I needed their validation. Yeah. Like uh, removing the security of my relationship. If I were letting another person like an external entity, mm -hmm. control how I felt about myself, I think I would be more insecure. Yeah. Like, what, regardless of the status of the relationship, I guess. Right. Um, so it's less of like a, it's less of a validation for you as much as it was a driver. Like, this is going to, doing A is going to do, equate to B. It, working out, making my body in optimal shape is going to attract a mate. And then you did that. 
because in your minds, like that was the purpose of working out. And you created this story as many people do, men and women, that you have to look good, you have to work out, attract, this is how you attract a mate. And then you attract that mate. So in your minds, the job is done. Right, right. The need doesn't exist. Yeah, so I feel like even just kind of talking through that, it's like less of a I don't care about myself anymore and more of a very subconscious like ingraining over years and years of like why we work out and what the purpose of it is and the task is done. Snaps. Yeah. Because I was going to say related to the health comment, another thing that's not healthy but I was in great shape as I used to use exercise to punish myself. Right. Yes. So like there's that. That's why I say right. that. the definition of health is like quite dynamic. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that it's a very tricky um, and it's something that I see a lot of times and try to have conversations with people about, you know, I have people that come to my gym and that I come to the yoga studio and that I see often that are regulars and they show up all the time. And I know that their relationship with their body is not one that is loving and caring and patient and accepting. Same with their relationship with food. Um, and part of my goal is to help people to, to shift their relationship with their body Um, And I think that sometimes people might not have the motivation because of that relationship. Because if working out at one point for you was a form of punishment, Mm -hmm. then maybe you're happy in your life now. And you're like, I don't want to punish myself anymore. I don't. Maybe you feel so much self-love and value in yourself and you have so much self-acceptance that you're like, I don't want to punish myself anymore because that's your relationship with working out. And I can see that too. I feel like that's probably right up there with one of the other reasons why people stop working out because they're in a loving relationship and they have children and they are actually happy in their life and they don't feel like they, A, want to have that negative relationship with working out anymore Mm -hmm. um, because it was not a fun experience. It was a negative experience for them. And two, they just feel very fulfilled in all of the other areas. So they're like, why am I, why am I going to do this? So there's no motivation. And then what? I love what you just said. That like made me tear up. Just oh, yeah? like yeah, because I've worked so hard on self acceptance. Yeah. I that makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, so it's not a matter of like you don't care about yourself. And I think that that's what people struggle with sometimes is they're like, it may look like I don't care about myself because I don't go to the gym or it might look like I don't have, you know, self-love because I'm not working out and taking care of myself in air quotes. But it's like sometimes people actually love themselves so much and are so happy in their relationships that they don't feel as if they need to seek elsewhere. And because a lot of people come to working out as a means to And this is, you know, very true. And I can speak for myself in my past experiences of like having an addiction to working out. Sometimes it's not a punishment. Sometimes it's a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's a way it's like just like cutting yourself. It's a way to take pain that you're feeling elsewhere in your life and to apply it somewhere else. So if I'm feeling sad about my breakup and I go to the gym and I fucking suffer for an hour for an hour, I'm not focusing on that pain and I'm getting that emotional release that that feeling of whatever in a space where I'm not thinking about that breakup or whatever else it is that was hurting me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, so it's, you know, 
kind of off topic of motivation, but on the topic of motivation, it's what's your relationship with exercising? What's your relationship with taking care, taking care, because this is not um, like up for debate. Making healthy food choices and exercising is good for your body. Mm-hmm. So like that's not like a, well, maybe it's not good for you. It is good for you. To what extent? to what level of, of obsession is a whole nother thing. Yeah. But, you know, I think that first questioning, okay, what's been my relationship? So now we know that your relationship with exercising has been a form of punishment. It has been driven by seeking to, um, you know, obtain a partner. So you have a partner and you no longer want to be punished because, hey, you're fucking happy and you love yourself. Right. So now what? Now, right. now... In that level of self-love and acceptance, sometimes people get it through exercise, which is where I found it, which, why, which is why I think that exercising and continuing to exercise is easier for me because I found it through exercise. Mm-hmm. I came to exercise, I, I've worked out for years, and it started as a means to attract someone, went through a breakup, I'm gonna make them jealous, I'm gonna be hotter than I've ever been, and that's great, like it gets the ball rolling. Yeah. Then I'm counting too many calories. I'm trying to be in a caloric deficit. I'm trying to be as small as I can be. And then I go through a bunch of things in my life and I get dragged to a CrossFit class and it's a big distraction and it's a big emotional release and it's an opportunity for me to get validation in focusing on something that I'm not good at currently, but that I can get good at. So every time I go to a class, it's like I learned this. I got better at this. So there's validation there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one reason why CrossFit um, yields or lends itself to people becoming somewhat addicted to it for mm-hmm. that reason. Like it's not just like going to the gym and doing 10 lateral raises and 10 crunches and 10 whatever every time for X amount of sets. It's There's so much to learn and there's so much to strive for and there's so much room and potential for growth that people get that and they cling to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's that's like a whole other conversation of like your relationship with that kind of stuff. But for me, it was like, found that, got that, coped through a lot of things with that, and then hit the phase of CrossFit where I was like, oh, wow, my body's not shrinking and potentially getting a little bit bigger or staying the same, but changing, like muscle mass is growing and my body's changing and it's like, okay, okay, do I back away from CrossFit or do I accept? And like, just fall, trust fall, Titanic fall (laughs) into just appreciating what my body can do. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for people to navigate to. And I think that I, that was probably a good year and a half for me of like struggling. Like I want to lose weight. I have to stop lifting weights. I have to move faster and lighter weights. And then being like, no, but I want to be strong because I've never been strong. Um, so there's just navigating that. But yeah, I think we're like uncovering for motivation. It's, your relationship with yourself and you know we were talking earlier about what's and you can take a bigger look and you can even talk about like an overall overarching approach to what's your motivation in life Mm. okay what what motivates you to do the dishes I like the sense of accomplishment when it's done Mm mm-hmm and there's a clear beginning and end. Mm-hmm. 
It's also something that if I don't stay on top of, it gets out of control if I let them go mm. for some time. Okay. Why do you pay your bills? What motivates you to pay your bills? I pay my bills because I have to. Why? Because if you don't, you're charged late fees, and that's a waste of money. Okay. And also, I am very psychopath about my credit score. Okay. And Fun facts. Yeah. Mm. I check it on an embarrassing amount okay. or frequency. And if I didn't pay my bills, I would lose points on my credit score. Yeah. I also like the things the bills pay for. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. I like my home. I like having a phone. Yeah. Um, so in regard to, like, fitness, sense of accomplishment when you get the thing done. Yeah. And so it's like when you don't do the dishes for a year, you kind of lose that. Right. I mean, there's a big mess, but like, say someone else is doing them for you. You don't, you don't, you no longer have that sense of accomplishment because you are not doing it. Yeah. Someone else is doing it for you or you eat out at restaurants every night. Like if you eat out at restaurants for a year, you never have to do a dish. And then you start cooking at home again and there's dishes. You're probably going to feel a little bit out of sorts in regard to like, do I do the dishes now? Do I do them later? Like that, that routine and that habit of doing the thing, dirtying the dishes, cleaning the dishes, putting them away that sense of accomplishment is something that you haven't felt in a while. So you're kind of like taken back and like, hmm. I mean, this is just me thinking about other areas in life that like we do this regularly because we know that it equates to this. And when you don't exercise regularly, you forget that that is the feeling that you get from it. Yeah. You forget that just like you know now that paying your bills allows you to do the things and have the things that you want to have, exercising regularly allows you to feel good, move better, climb mountains or mall walk as fast as possible during holiday season or, you know, help your grandma up off the floor or pick up your nephew or, you know, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. But sometimes, and I think part of it is society of like, we work so much, we don't have enough, we don't have a lot of time, so we don't really get to live our lives. Our lives are like revolved around work. Yeah. And when your life is very revolved around work and even like social situations that are just like at bars and in restaurants revolved around eating and drinking, yeah. then you're not even given the opportunity to go for a hike or to go do something active to see like, oh, actually this is really hard and right. it would be easier if I worked out. Right. So I think that there's that little bit of a disconnect like, you know, we, I said to you, well, don't you want to, like, feel better living your life? And it's like, well, what's, what's your day-to-day life look like? What's your life? Yeah. Right. And that's most people. Yeah. If you're, like I said, if your life consists of waking up, going to work, coming home, taking care of, like, dropping the kids off and picking them up, and then making dinner and going to bed, you on a regular basis are not reminded of the good feeling of se- that sense of accomplishment. Right. And it's easier to just be like, you know what? I don't want to play the sports with my kids. I don't want to go for the hike. I don't want to do this because it's uncomfortable and, you know, it's, it's just not something that I have time to do regularly, so I'm just not going to do it. So I think that that's part of why motivation can be hard. But here's what I will say in regard to motivation. Like, there are certain things in life, paying your bills, doing your dishes. Some people don't do their dishes. Well, like, that's, that's very true. That's true. That's very true. Um... But there are certain things that 
we don't really have to think about they're just there we do them um the general population does them but most people are looking for motivation when they should be cultivating discipline Mm -hmm. and first it comes with the question of what do i want my life to look like 20 years from now you want your you want your credit score to be a certain way because you have an idea of 10 years from now probably what you want to do with that credit score Probably, because it means something. It affects something down the road. Right. Correct? Same thing with your dishes. Same thing with your job, showing up to your job on a regular basis. If you don't do it, you know what it equates to down the road. Yeah. But when it comes to working out in our body, we don't want to think about 20 years from now. We also don't necessarily take the time to because we're so busy and so caught up in the moment and what's going to affect us next week. If I don't pay my phone bill, my phone's off next week. If I don't do the dishes right now, my kitchen is filthy tomorrow. But when it comes to our body and it comes to health, it's really easy to be like, I don't, I'm not going to think about 30 years from now. I mean, I dated someone who was like, if I make it 30 years from now, then, then I'm just going to be proud of myself for making it 30 years. And I was like, what? Like, is that your mindset for life? Like, you'll be proud of making it to uh, 59 years old? Yeah. I mean, that's not how I want to live. Yeah. And I don't think it's how a lot of people want to live, but it's easy to live that way. Just like in our society today. Right. So, you know, we talked about creating discipline to get you to where you want to be or take the necessary steps to prevent what you can prevent 20, 30, 40 years from now. Right. Right? You're going to pay your bills today to prevent going into foreclosure and losing your house in a week from now, in a month from now. But will you show up to the gym today and tomorrow and the next day to prevent going into a nursing home 40 years from now? Right. Something you said offline prior to this, when I first brought this up, that's related, I feel, and maybe synonymous, is discipline and habits, which just blew my mind. Because I was expecting you to be like, oh, duh, motivation is like this magic answer. Mm -hmm. And instead, you were like, hmm, motivation's important, but it's not the most important. What's more important is that you build these habits Mm -hmm. and a routine and the discipline which is much more long-standing than motivation. Yeah. Case in point is like the thing that used to motivate me doesn't really exist anymore. And here I am like amiss at what to do with myself. Searching, reaching. Right. right. Maybe I should go on vacation so that I can get myself back into shape. I see that all the time. Like literally people plan vacations so that they can come back to the gym for six months because they know that they need to or that it would be more beneficial for them, but they're not gonna do it without the vacation. So they book the vacation, they come to the gym for three, four, five months to get ready for vacation. And then after vacation, you don't see them for some weeks and some months. And then the next time they come back, they're again all amped up. And it works sometimes, but it also makes things a a lot harder. Like emotionally, mentally, when it becomes a habit and it's discipline, Um, it's challenging, but it's much less of an emotional roller coaster. Like it's just, this is just the thing that I do, like paying the bills. It's just the thing that I do. Right. And I think if it were framed more like an appointment with yourself. Yes. Yes. Going back to like the self love 
concept. Yep. You deserve that time, really. Yeah. But I guess it's just not, at least how I, I don't want to say like we're, was brought up to think or whatever. Whatever happened Who to me. Who was? Yeah. <laughs> Some hippie named Snowflake in the woods somewhere was brought up to like spend time to herself every day. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's an asshole thing to say, but like because of our society and because of how crazy life is, you get out of work and you're emotionally drained and you just want to go home and dump your thoughts somewhere else and fill your brain with some nonsense on TV and some food that's going to like scratch that itch of, um, what's it called? Dopamine. Dopamine in yeah. your brain and just make you feel good. Right. Because you're exhausted and then you just want to go to bed. And you don't want to wake up at 4 in the morning to go to the gym because you're exhausted from the day before and you feel like you need to get all the sleep. And that's just how it, how it goes. But I'll say, like, the people that come to my gym um, in the early morning, and really any class, really, but especially the early morning, people who come to early morning classes, if you ask them, like, isn't it hard for you? They're just like, it's just what I do. Yeah, I like, have a friend like that. It's just what I do. It was hard in the beginning. When you see people first come to gym classes in the morning, they're like, no. They're very resistant. They're like, I gotta go. I hate this. This is stupid. And I'm like, just hang in there. If you make it a habit, your sleep schedule adjusts. Your brain adjusts around, like, how hard it is. And really, it's just like, your alarm goes off. People ask me all the time, like, how do you get up at 4 in the morning? And I'm like, I have no other choice. Like, my alarm goes off and I put my feet on the floor and I brush my teeth and put my clothes on. Like, it's, it's actually not that hard. It's only hard when you start to give in to your brain and all, of, and all of the excuses that ultimately you know are not going to benefit you in any way. Mm-hmm. You know? It's easier to do that. And I do that, I do that from time to time too. Saturday, I was going to wake up and go to the gym early and my alarm went off and I was like, you know what? I want another 90 minutes of sleep. And I took it, and I felt guilty about it, and then I went to the gym the next day. So it's like, even people who seem motivated have their moments, but on the days, most days before I start training, I spend at least probably 20 or 30 minutes thinking, I could go take a nap. I don't want to do this. This is gonna be really uncomfortable, I'm really tired, I could go do all these other things on my to-do list, And then I just put my shoes on and I start the clock and I write down what my task is and I just start chipping away at it. And that's why like going to a gym with like classes is nice Yeah. because you have no choice but to do what the coach is telling you what to do. It is nice. You know, it is. Because otherwise, if I just sent you the workout and told you to do it at home, you might do half of it or you might do some of it and then like go take a nap. Just lay. Just lay. No one will ever know. And then you might feel a little guilty and you'll get up and do a little bit more, but it's not going to be the same. Right. You know, and so that's the other thing I was thinking about and doing the podcast that I did today with a couple other people is like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because there are people in the world that are motivated. Uh, Not motivated. There are people who are motivated. Those aren't, they're not bad people, motivated people, but you're going to yo-yo with them. If you have friends that are like, let's do a no drinking December, not that that's a bad thing, but 
if they drink a lot in November, do a no drinking December, and then they fail halfway through, and then my New Year's resolution resolution is not to drink, and then that stops in February because it's Valentine's Day, you're going to go through that same thing with them. Yeah. And you might be on board because you want to do that too. And then when you both fail together, you're like, you know what? We don't have a problem. It's really not a problem. Let's just pick back up next month. And again, I'm not like trying to attack people's character because that's just human nature. It's hard. But when you surround yourself with people that are like, no, Allison, you're sticking to what you set out to do. You told me you were going to go to the gym three days a week for the next six weeks. And I'm holding you accountable to that. And you have people that don't let you make excuses. Yeah. Because they're those people, you know, and I was talking to someone earlier about like the types of coaches and the types of people in your life who are unnecessarily hard on you. Like, you're a piece of shit if you don't go to the gym. Like, you need to do this. Like, it's in a caring way. Like, listen, you said you were going to do this thing and you deserve to have the results of doing that thing because you, you knew it was important when you said you were going to do it. Yeah, the past you wanted this. You wanted it and you still want it and something is tempting you right now to not pursue it, but you're stronger than that and you're better than that. And having people in your life that, you know, you say to them, don't let me, like, please don't let me slip up. So when you feel like you don't want to go to the gym, you text them and say, like, just tell me to go to the gym. People do that to me all the time. They're like, just tell me to get to the gym. And I'm like, I'll see you in 20 minutes. And then they show up, you know? Just like having that in your life um, because support and who you surround yourself is with is really important. And sometimes too, like in your circle, you have to be the first person. I talked to my mom about this. You know, she's like, oh, me and so-and-so, me and so-and-so, we want to go to the gym, but, you know, we're going to do it together. And I'm like, no, you go to the gym first. They will follow. Y'all are in the same predicament. Right. You guys are all going back and forth. Let's go to dinner. Just kidding. Let's go to drinks. We'll go to the gym tomorrow. Just kidding. Let's go to dinner. And you guys are feeding off of each other. And you're both waiting for each other to make this decision. Both, You're all having a hard time of it. You're on the same lifeboat with a hole in it. You either have to build a new raft and get on that fucking raft and get them to come with you. Or you're all going to go down together. Yeah. And sometimes, and it's hard to be that person because you're like, well, what if this person gets mad at me? Well, what if this person, you know, no longer invites me out to dinner because I said no for three months because I prioritized going to the gym. Right. That, that might happen. But that, what also might happen is that person might say, you know, I'm ready to come to the gym with you. And, you know, we talked about having the type of personality where, like, people turn to you. Right? Like, Allison, make the decision for me. Allison, what are we doing? Like, you, and when you know that not in like a pressure, like expectation kind of way. But when I said to you, I don't have motivation. I have to do it because it's my job and it's my purpose. Like if I don't do the thing that I'm expecting other people to do, then no one's going to take me seriously. Yeah. So as the owner of a gym and a coach, I have to do the thing. So I'm not motivated to, I, I enjoy it when I'm done. And sometimes when I do it, but I'm not like, I can't wait. This is so fun every day. I'm like, okay. Like, you have to do what you ask other people to do. Yeah. And, you know, even in the field that you're in, maybe you're not, like, a physical coach to people. But, you know, if you're asking and guiding people to, to 
be healthier in whatever way, it's like you can be an example and choosing to be a leader of people because you can choose to be a leader. It's not like something that someone walks up to you and gives you like a golden ticket and is like, you are now a leader. Right. Like that's something that maybe you were raised with that sort of personality and tendency. That was the example that was set for you as it was for me. But you choose to be a leader. And you choose to be a leader when you choose to do something different from what all of the people around you are doing and helping them to do the same thing. Right. So you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to like tell all my friends, like, I don't go out on Friday nights anymore. I'm going to be at the gym. You guys can come over for dinner after, you know, or whatever. And then your friends are like, okay, but you set that expectation. They're not going to call you and taunt you. And like they know that that's a priority to you and you ask them to support that and to encourage that and then invite them to come with you. And good people will. And You know, I don't think... I don't think it's like a matter... The people that are on the same page as you. Because I think that's the other thing too is like in relationships we get to like a... This person's not on the same page as me like... You know, they're, they're just on this, like, path and, like, it's like, okay, that person's on their own journey. Like, yeah. they don't need you to be like, well, you can't sit with me because you're not wearing pink. They <laughs> need you to be like, listen, this is a priority to me right now and I would love if you wanted to, like, share this with me and I'm here for you if you want to do that. But if you don't, then I'm here for you as a friend, but this is where, this is where I am, you know? Um, and I think that that's also a hard conversation to have. Yeah. You know? What I meant was not necessarily joining you. Yeah. But just being like, you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Not yeah. my jam, but you got that. Yep. And misery loves company. So, you know, if your friends aren't making great decisions, they also want you to not make great decisions. Right. Not because they're bad people, but because at the end of the day, we're human beings and we all want validation and we all want to feel like we're part of a clan or a part of a tribe and having a tribe of people that do the same things is the way that you feel safe. Yeah. So to even to be that person, you know, if you're in a situation where no one around you is prioritizing working out or doing healthy things, the human condition is like, I'm not going to do something that might make them ostracize me. I'm not going to do something that might make the people that I care about and see all the time think differently of me or judge me or maybe not want to talk to me. Like, think about how many people drink all the time, you know, and I do drink, so I'm not, like, you know, saying anything about people who drink, but... I've seen it. You what? I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I drink, you know, but my relationship with alcohol has changed and I, and I recognized where the relationships were, like, people that wanted me to go out and just get hammered all the time. And they expected that of me. And I was like, every time I go out with these people, they expect this of me. So I just need to stop. Like, and you lose friends. Yeah. Or, you know, not even lose friends, but you just, it changes. And you just let them know, hey, I'm over here. And I'm just, I'm busy. I'm doing, it doesn't need to be like rubbed in people's faces. I think that's something that else that people do too. When they like try to do something to help themselves, whether it's, finding a new church or going to the gym or not drinking alcohol they find something that is changing their life and they're like you need to do this you need to do this you like 
you're not doing this, so you're doing bad things. And that's, like, the sure way to push people away. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, like, just be the example of how happy it's making you. And people will see that in you and either be happy for you, want to join you, or just not want that in their life. Going back to acceptance, mm-hmm. which you kind of just alluded to with the, like, pressures of your peer group, it reminded me of our book club. Oh, yeah. And Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness. I'm going to butcher the quote, but okay. the gist of it is, like, you belong here because you chose to come here. Yeah. Right? Which has, like, really resonated with me. Yeah. Even when, it like, I've walked in, I've gone to your CrossFit gym, and I don't, I'm not, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm classically in shape, and I've never done CrossFit in my life. I've always been an athlete, like, I've played sports my entire life, so I, like, have a little bit of muscle memory and some functional foot skills and things that would benefit me, mm-hmm. but I'm very out of season, um, and work a sedentary job, and doesn't matter how many vegetables I eat, that doesn't build me muscle mass. So I, maybe something that draws people to CrossFit or to any like group fitness arena is that acceptance. Cause I showed up to your gym and everyone there was just like, Hey, you turned up like, congratulations. That's yeah. the hardest part. It's yeah. just turning up here. Yeah. And I modify, like I'll take breaks. I stop. Yeah. And I, you know, I can get down on myself. But at the end of the day, it's still more than I would be doing if I was sitting home drinking wine. Yeah. So I think that is something that can motivate you, but it comes after. Yeah. Like the seeing you fight through wanting to quit. Yeah. The finishing, but you're not going to get that motivation until you've already started, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And that's what I tell people a lot of times too is like, just start. People are like, well, how should I change my diet? I'm like, just just make one decision today. I don't want you to overhaul your diet. I don't want you to set all of these big goals because you can't possibly do all of these things. Like, start with one thing. And if it's literally just walking into the door, it's like, it can literally be as simple as going to the gym tomorrow, signing up for your membership, spending two minutes on the treadmill, (coughs) and walking out. Yeah. Doesn't need to be like some, that's a big feat. Doesn't need to be like what you thought it was going to be. I was going to do an hour on the treadmill and 60 pound bicep curls and like all of these goals that you have for 2032. It's like just, and then tomorrow just drive to the gym and sit in the parking lot and look at it. I can't tell you how many times I've driven to, when I used to go to like big box gyms, can't tell you how many times I drove to the gym, sat in the parking lot and fought with myself. For at least 20 to 30 minutes, just like, you could go home. You could go home <laughs> right now. But home is still there. Texting my friends, like, yo, you want to meet for a drink? Done that many times. And then, like, no one answered or something in the time. <laughs> like, I gave myself, like, 15 minutes. If someone doesn't answer in 15 minutes, I'm not going. And then being like, fuck, I got to just go in and do it. <laughs> you know? So we've all been there. But, and then, again, still to this day, just being like, just put your sneakers on and just start. And then it goes from there. You know, just 
go to the grocery store and don't buy the things that you would normally buy mm. or only buy half of it. If it ain't in your, you know, that's actually not true. Instacart's amazing and it's only like $108 for a year and they'll deliver it to your house within like two hours. So if you want brownies on a Thursday night, they will deliver it to you. It's but <laughs> you got to pay for it um, <laughs> and you got to be motivated <laughs> to get them. And I was. My point is moot. Um, is that the right context? I just wanted to say moot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm going to give you an honorary RD badge, registered dietitian. Okay. Because one of my trademark sayings is like, you're not going to eat shit if you don't buy shit. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And if you buy a cantaloupe and you put it in your bottommost drawer under that bag of lettuce that's rotting uh -huh. and never peel it, yeah. you're not going to eat that either. Yeah. So like, make it easy on yourself. Right. Control your environment. Just Which starve. I think is a tie-in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just starve. Yeah. Just get takeout is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but I was going to say, it's a tie-in to that, like, the community you build around yourself. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the food you put around yourself. Absolutely. It's going to drive your diet. So, yeah. like, you involve yourself in a community that appreciates movement. Yeah. You'll, too, appreciate movement more and yeah. have more opportunity for it. Yeah. And, like, people to share your suffering. And it sucks. Just like when you show up to the gym and you're doing the workout, it sucks when you're in it. Just like when I want ice cream at night, you know, I go through phases with ice cream. Lately, I haven't bought any because I'm like, you need to take a chill pill. And I open my refrigerator and my freezer every single night at least four times looking for ice cream. Just and to it's see not there. if it showed up. And it's not there because I didn't buy it. But part of me hopes that it'll become easier and I go to bed a little bit sad. But when I eat ice cream again, because I will, because I don't believe in all or nothing. Yeah. When I eat it next week, I'll be like, wow. I did so good last week, and this ice cream is delicious, and I'll appreciate it more. I'm not just eating it out of habit. Right. I'm not right. just eating it because it's there because I bought three pints, and I just feel like I want to get rid of them. Yeah. You know, which is what we do all the time. And I bet if you really wanted it, you'd go out and get it. I'm lazy, though. Oh. Yeah. I will not go out and get it. <laughs> Once I'm home, I'm home. If my shoes come off, I ain't going back Game out. Game over. Yeah. That's Set why match. I get Instacart. But you got to have a commitment of a couple hours for that. So, motivation. How do we wrap this up? Motivation is fleeting. Yeah. It's not going to get you... Ephemeral, dare I say? What's that? Ephemeral is what? like temporary. Is that French? Ephemeral? Probably. Oh, oh bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour, je m'appelle Ephemeral. Is that the French way to say it? Yeah, it sounds right. Sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, What's that mean? Ephemeral. It's like... You keep saying it. I don't know what it means. Well, it means temporary. Oh, okay. Like, not going to last. Yes. Yeah. So like, motivation, in some cases. I don't know. Have you met anyone that's just, like, motivated? No. They're, all day. No, they're disciplined. Okay. Okay. I don't know anyone that... That's the wrap right there. I don't know anyone that has what I want that is purely motivated. Maybe they're motivated by money. Maybe they're motivated by adoration. And that gets some things. That gets the, bar, the ball rolling. But anyone that I know that has what I want, which is health, true success, and like purpose in life, yeah. they are disciplines they are not motivated the owner of the studio jess is 
not motivated. She is disciplined. She answers her emails. She does her computer work. She does the marketing. She treats customers well. You know, she does all of the things that she does because she's disciplined and she's been doing it for 10 years. In the mm-hmm. beginning, I'm sure that it was motivated by wanting to have this studio, wanting to leave another job, all of those things. And then it turned into habit and it turned into discipline and now it's just who she is. Yeah. So maybe motivation could be a catalyst. Yeah. But it's not the ongoing driver. Right. However, it is a catalyst, but, and this is what's going to wrap it all up with a pretty sparkly bow. Yes. If your motivation isn't rooted in your purpose, it won't last. Oh. So if your motivation is rooted in your purpose, for Jess, it's the yoga studio. It's wanting to give people something that she feels is going to change people's lives. And for me in CrossFit, the same. When I decided that it was my purpose, it became much easier and it became less about motivation and more about this is just who I want to be. Yeah. This is not something I want to have. This is who I want to be. And this is my purpose in the world. And these are all of the things that are going to contribute to my purpose. And part of that for me is working out. And so we were talking about the other day on a, on a little side note on the end of this is like, are you a mom? Is your purpose, do you know your purpose? If your purpose is, if you don't know what it is, if you haven't asked yourself then have that conversation with yourself, but most parents stop going to the gym, stop taking care of themselves because they give all of their attention to their children and they're busy. They have a million different things that are being pulled in 17 different directions. But in 40 years from now, do you want to be here for your grandkids? Right. Do you want to be able to run a half marathon with your son when he does that for the first time? Yeah. Do you want to be able to live your life with your children? And having that foresight. So for a business, it's having the foresight of in three years from now, I want to be able to have a successful business and to be able to do all these things and have my business operate. So that's why I make the decisions that I make now. As a parent, as a significant other, do you want to live your life with Phil? Or do you want to just risk potentially... You know, there are certain things that are outside of our control, obviously, but there are a lot of things in terms of like metabolic disease and, you know, taking care of our body that are within our control. Yeah. And do you want to just leave that to chance? Right. Or do you want to take control of that and let that be what creates the discipline and your purpose? Mm. Too many people live without purpose. They just go through the motions and go through the days and then kids just add a distraction. Right. And for some kids add that validation of like, you know, and this is not everyone, but it's large in our society today of like, I feel insecure about myself. So I want to be in a relationship that gives me validation. Now this person is not giving me what I want. So I'm going to have a kid with them so that someone is dependent on me and I know that something or someone will love me no matter what because this person is not giving me attention. And then that just results in a whole slew of other issues Mm -hmm. oftentimes. Um, And then we're all just lonely and we have no purpose. 
and then our kids move on and go to college and then what's our purpose you're left with yourself you're left with yourself and fuck I didn't like myself 30 years ago and I still don't like myself now yeah so you know maybe your maybe your discipline is showing up for yourself I think that's a great place to start yep like just get disciplined in showing up for you because you're worth it <laughs> okay well that's fine yeah did we touch on everything do you think yeah okay motivation through purpose motivation through discipline i was gonna say discipline motivation first. into discipline into purpose i like it i'm doing like a fish eating a fish thing right now yeah. and i'm nodding yeah because you get that i do Okay. I do. And I appreciate you speaking to this topic um, and for letting me come to chat about it with you. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, think of more things we can talk about because I just don't want to talk about things by myself. Imagine if I did like a back and forth, like me and me. Hi, Kayla, number one. <laughs> hey, so I'm here with Kayla, and we're going to talk about, and then I use like a French accent for one version of me, and then maybe like a Southern accent for a different version. We need it. We need okay, it. that'll be another day. All right, Allison, thank you.